This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room where? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. That's where we are. That's where we're hanging out. It's very nice in here. It smells like lavender. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. With all due respect to the semi-idiotic things we've been shouting at each other about over the last couple of days, our general manager this morning is the people of Puerto Rico, living in prehistoric conditions. There are general manager? That is correct, sir. Compassion for the people of our territory. Yeah, I don't know what that territory is. I don't know what that is. I heard somebody say the other day, they're, they're Americans, too. They are? Do they uh, vote? They, they get to vote, but we don't count their vote. Do they pay taxes? Yes, but then we send it back to them. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Is it just because we like round numbers that we've stuck with 50 states, and then we got these other little places where people vote and play ta- pay taxes? In a word, yes. Well, where are you going to put the stars? <laughs> Is it just that? We'd have to rearrange a flag and it. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work. Be very expensive. (laughs) How about you just remain a territory? What is that? We don't know. (laughs) Maybe we'll learn today when we study the world. Study the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Study the world. Yeah, go study the world. Go study the world. Wow. Wow. Now it's like an epithet or a threat. How about Kushner, Bannon, Priebus, and others having private email accounts? Well, you know, in the White House, nobody yeah. nobody really knows what the rules are on that. It's a little discussed. <laughs> we got to talk about that story. Anyway, yeah. we'll uh, kick it off by talking to everybody. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. Uh, yesterday, just to get away from this whole, uh, you know, Trump and kneeling national anthem, I went out and I mowed the lawn. <laughs> I did the front lawn and then I did the back lawn, and just I, I felt myself. It was a sense of peace. It was just me, the mower, and nobody else, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's turn wisdom off the TV, there, Michael. You know? There's wisdom there. That's Sometimes right. Sometimes you just got to turn things off. I mean, you just, you got to unplug. There you needs went to, to be work. more. 
There needs to be more of that in, uh, in modern life. That's right. You went to work. You took care of business. You didn't take a thousand inputs. You did what you needed to do. It's a, it's a great, great observation. Does anybody uh, check out, whether it's for a half an hour, an hour, or an entire weekend, and, and feel like when they come back that they missed something? That that was a bad idea. Or does every single human being say that was awesome after they check out for a half hour, an hour, or a weekend? You know, honestly, if some big story broke or something exciting or wacky happened, it's fun. To, wow, that happened? It's, 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 it's like coming back to your favorite TV show and the episode being real good. It's okay that you didn't watch it every day. Uh, to me, I, anyway. I've never heard anybody who doesn't say it was awesome. To have checked out for a period of time. Yeah, I was off uh, at the lake with the wife and the kids, and I tell you what, I didn't hear anything about who Trump was angry about. It was it was awful. It sucked. Said no one ever. Right. I didn't get all my random texts from my friends and coworkers every two seconds. Right. And it was terrible. So our new slogan, study the lake! <laughs> study positive, the lawn, Michael! Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I think this is a good time to debut my new feature, Counterpoint, where something's brought up on the show, and I say, Counterpoint, we okay. need more things plugged in. <laughs> and then I just move on and never actually address why. Hmm. Um, uh, I actually did have a, a good day, not plugged in. Uh, hung out, had uh, went to my favorite barbecue joint with my brother. He, uh, had a, His friend was in town. We were He hadn't been there, so we took him there and just uh, had, a, had a good... Good old fashioned lunch with uh, with family, and it was good times catching up with him. He's he's on a couple cusps of uh, some some exciting times in his career, so it was cool to to hear about that. We didn't know you had a brother. Yeah, I don't know that we knew you had a brother. Oh. I, well, I, you say that every time I mention him. <laughs> um, we don't. I, I'm sorry. We don't care that you have a brother. No, is he older That's or younger? Hilarious. No, he's, he's younger. I'm the eldest of the uh, of this grandson generation. Okay. Of, uh, okay. The, How many siblings you got? Like. Go ahead. Uh, I have three half half siblings, I see. Uh, all, all younger. I was so one and a half total. Yes, <laughs> I was. Uh, I was raised by my mom and only child. My my father went off and remarried, mm-hmm. had had kids with that family. But I'm still very much close with all of them. That's nice. So when you see your younger brother, do you hold him down and make him eat grass or anything like that, like an older brother should? Or sir, well, your I, I no longer make him eat grass, um, but I do still ask him why he's hitting himself. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Perfect. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. A lot of plucking and playing at the Phillips household yesterday. My good friend, the grandmaster of the ukulele, Jim DeVille, staying at the house for a few days. I will be shooting a tuneful video this afternoon for the Armstrong and Getty oh, Show fan- website. fantastic, with one of the world's great ukulele players. Yes, indeed. We'll whip out some songs, dance around in the dungarees, and, you know, put on a hoedown <laughs> dance for Dance around in our dungarees. Yep. <laughs> And get your tires revulcanized. <laughs> Excellent. No, that's hilarious. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, September 26th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's begin the show now before the end of the Hoover administration, precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. But it's quite telling that he is willing to attack black athletes. He never says anything of an insulting manner toward white supremacists or neo-Nazis or Ku Klux Klaners or Vladimir Putin, right? There you go! The world waiting for Hillary Clinton to jump into the NFL thing because everybody was wondering what she thinks. Polls show her opinion is critical oh, to the boy. national discussion. <laughs> well, and, and way to really, really drive that wedge in there as we're... Uh, you know what? God dang it. 
Wedge America. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to the aforementioned lake, whatever it is. I'm just going to keep driving until I hit one. Right. Get some music, some booze, and dance around in your dungarees. That's what you do. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, day five, national anthem protests and President tw- uh, President Trump's tweets continue. We got Obamacare repeal and replace, essentially dead and gone. And why you shouldn't charge your mobile phone overnight. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. So well, the, the pre- That's something I do every single night. Yeah, yes. And that, so does every other human yep. being. Um, uh, did the president tweet about an Iranian missile that didn't actually happen? Have you heard that story? <laughs> I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I believe he did, yes. Yep. And has that tweet been pulled then? Uh, I don't know if it's still up. Let me check his, okay. uh, his yeah. account. We'll get, in, get into that story later. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's, it's feisty. You know, I'm considering uh, introducing a new featurette on the show. When I do write back to people, sometimes it's feisty. So the new feature will be called, Did Joe Overreact? Wow, this is a good one, because my wife got trolled on her website yesterday and really wanted to blast somebody, and I I talked her down. On her goat website? Yeah. Wow, nice goats, idiot. Well, it just shows you how freaking annoying trolls are. I hate them. I'm able to ignore their messages, but I still hate them as individuals and want them dead. Something's seriously wrong with those people. I can't wait to hear this. This will be good. Everybody deals with this, right? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The president of Equifax has stepped down. The story will be later in the day, I'm sure, when we find out how many gazillions of dollars he was able to go out the door with. More than you'll ever see, stupid. <laughs> having, having screwed us all. That's right. And I'm just throwing this out there for political junkies. If you don't know what I'm talking about, good for you for not knowing. <laughs> Alabama Senate race is not a referendum on President Trump. That's, Alabama! That's, that's never true. It, it is absolutely never, true this it's time. never true. Does America accept or reject Trumpism? We'll find out today. Right. That's just the dumbest thing that they ever push. In the world of politics. Oh, yeah, I tell you what, though, we've got a clip of uh, Steve Bannon talking about the election that I found really interesting. And uh, and the, he is he and, and his peeps, the regular, the usual suspects, your Anne's Coulter and your, you know, all those people. There's more of her now. <laughs> uh, There's several your, of her. Your Steve's Bannon and mm-hmm. uh, and your uh, 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 greetings. Count Dracula. No. <laughs> no. Count Gorka. Uh, what? Gorka. Gorka. Sebastian Gorka. All of them are endorsing and campaigning for Moore. The, uh, the yeah, Judge Roy Moore, the opponent of the guy Trump's endorsing. Uh, this is all I know about Judge Roy Moore. Well, the only thing I need to know. I saw him giving a speech about the evils of sodomy the other day. <laughs> oh, boy. That's all Wait, I now, need. Now he's criticizing my my hobbies. That's all I need to know about that senatorial that's candidate. That's a hot-button issue. <laughs> well, it is in Alabama, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Honest to God. The evils of sodomy. Honest to God. <laughs> and Trump's supporting the other dude. Wow. Mailbag. Trump and McConnell are on the same side. And then Bannon and Ann Coulter are on the sodomy guys. <laughs> the uh, guys in a cowboy hat. Yeah, like, just to be fair, the anti-sodomy guy. I'm pro cowboy hat. This is not a, uh, but he cowboy hat, leather vest, and talking about the evils of sodomy. There you go. <laughs> How do you feel about sodomy in a cowboy hat? <laughs> kind of hot. Little, <laughs> little Brokeback Mountain. Of course, in the South, we found out, especially when we lived in the South, 
everything is considered sodomy. Right. Everything other than missionary position in the dark with your spouse of over two years. There's a two-year waiting period. Anything other than that is considered sodomy. Whether it's, you know, coupling with a chicken or or a handy or everything is sodomy. I think lunch with a woman not your wife is sodomy. That is correct. So, obviously, we're going to get to the you-know-who or kneeling during the you-know-what and the rest of it. <laughs> you sound excited about it. Oh boy. Here's Teresa from beautiful Morgan Hill, California. Guys, thanks for the show. I work at a hospital. Your show is the best medicine on my commute. KSM WII keeps stimulating me with your insights. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's sodomy in the South, Teresa. Stimulating <laughs> you with our insights. <laughs> Harlot. Let's see. Oh, man. Did people have a lot of reactions to this little uh, this little daisy, this little flower of American womanhood who was interrupting a press conference at UC Berkeley the other day? With resources, extending deadlines over and over again, rolling out the red carpet to normalize and collaborate with fascism in this country. All right. So we played a little drinking game. You had to take a shot every time she mentioned fascists or fascisms, fascism, and 11 of our listeners died and uh, from alcohol poisoning. And just as a competitive strategy, that was probably a bad idea. We're sorry for all of the uh, your loss. Uh, so anyway, uh, Ben... And Santa Rosa writes, I think the reason why the Berkeley spokesperson let that protester go on and on the press conference was to hurt her argument. If she gets shut down or dragged out, she's a speech martyr, and that's the headline. By letting her yell it out, she ran out of logical arguments after two sentences and resorted to stereotypes. It's unlikely she got anyone interested in her side with that screed. Probably lost some followers by failing to make a coherent argument against the school. Meanwhile, the administration broke with tradition and acted like adults. Uh, just like white supremacy, let the anti-fascists talk and their ideas will be killed by daylight. Uh, ben, nice, uh, nicely done, sir. Very eloquent. And uh, let's see. This is Chris. Ah, C. Busy. The always uh, fascinating C. Busy sent along a little research on uh, that, that, uh, that lovely gal, son Sarah Taylor is her name. She is a uh, proud member and leader of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. So she is going to shoo away fascism in the uh, in favor of Maoist communism, which has an absolutely lovely, lovely history of human rights and uh, and looking out for humanity. So great, super nice alternative. Moving along, Matt's subject line is "Wag the Pero." <laughs> That's Spanish for dog. Oh. Uh, 3.5 million Americans are stranded in Puerto Rico right now with no resources, electricity, or water. Society's on the verge of complete collapse. Our president is picking fights with the NBA and NFL instead of sending resources to save their lives, and everyone in the media is following it. Well, that's that's only partly true. The the, the government, in, in all its incarnations, is sending help as fast as we can to Puerto Rico. I've seen the helicopters unloading. It's uh, So, Matt, I don't know what... Uh, narrative you bought into, particularly from the left, probably. But in terms of, well, I will tell you this. In terms of weekend tweets, the NFL beat Puerto Rico 22-6 to from the president. There were 22 tweets about, uh, well, the uh, NBA or NFL, and six about the desperate plight of the people of Puerto Rico, which, as you all know, is a U.S. territory well, should with I, all the rights and privileges thereof. Should I feel the same way about Puerto Rico that I feel about South Carolina? 
Uh, Am I supposed to? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Probably. I don't think most people do. No, I think you're absolutely correct. Um, That was close to a no, yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, That's it. You know what we'll do, Jack? We'll spend an entire hour. A segment, a minute, talking about U.S. <laughs> territories and, 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 and what it means. But what I never do know this. Do they vote? Do they pay taxes? They're Americans. I was told over the weekend they're Americans. That is correct. Okay. Well, that settles it. They're Americans. Of course, there's an uh, a, uh, independence movement, a fairly powerful independence movement there. There's also a we ought to be a state movement. Of course, California's threatening to secede. Which, um, it's been pointed out to me, would be absolutely fantastic for non-progressive points of view. Because that would take 37 million progressive votes, uh, many, many congresspeople, et cetera, et cetera, and get them the hell out. Oh, boy, for national elections. Boy, would that throw things up in the air. Oh, yeah. Change everything. The the biggest electoral uh, uh, pot out there that always goes blue now is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. The United States currently administers 16 territories as insular areas. 16? Boy, I could name three. (laughs) There's five of them, or no, four that are pretty well known. The the fifth one, it's not so much. And then there's like 11 that are like individual small islands. Okay, here we go. Hit me with the name of one I've never heard of. Here we go. Joe's going to name all 16. Well, that's, oh, no, because we have to leave time for did Joe overreact? (laughs) (laughs) We'll do that later, that exciting bit of are these territories. Um... You know what? I want to do that right, that feature. Can we do that later? Maybe you know, no, after you, the news or something the, like that. Did Joe overreact? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I want to set it up. Uh, you want to get back to Puerto Rico then? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hit us. Yeah, go ahead. Hit us with the list. All right. So you have American Samoa. Everybody knows that. Guam. Yes. Everybody knows that. Puerto Rico. Of course. The U.S. Virgin Islands. Those yes. are probably the four, four most well-known. Then you have Went the, there on our 20th anniversary, Judy and me. To St. Thomas? St. Thomas? St. Thomas. Oh, my God. What an idyllic time. What a lovely time. Do they vote and pay taxes? I didn't ask. Uh-huh. And then you have the Northern Mariana Islands. Yes. Sure. And then now these ones Southern are all... Southern Mariana Islands can go to hell. These are Suck all, it. <laughs> these are all classified as minor outlying islands. You have right. the, the Bajo Nuevo Bank. Yep. Yes. Banker, or Baker Island, rather. Howland Island. Jarvis Island. Johnson Atoll. Gilligan's King, Gilligan's Island, Kingman Reef, Fantasy Island, for whom the Bella tolls, <laughs> Fantasy Island, Midway Islands, the Island uh, of Misfit Toys, Navassa Island, Palm Palmyra Atoll, Serenella Bank, and Wake mm. Island. At Serenella Bank, we'll never charge you for a credit card <laughs> you didn't ask for. So, so there you go. Those are all Americans or not. And pay taxes or don't. And then a bunch of junk on the anthem. I tell you that, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the one thing a lot of people pointed out was the uh, Jag Jaguars and the Ravens kneeling for the national anthem, then standing for God save the queen. Yeah. And that offended a lot of people and struck them as historically inept. You know, if if although, you know, it's funny. A lot of people made a big deal of that. I thought you're in a furrin land. You Number one, kneel. why is the NFL in a furrin land? I don't you, know. you be respectful. You're a visitor. I totally get that. Well, he got the NFL got so big that they were talking about expanding into Europe. Now it's shrinking. So they better give up on that and just shore up hanging on to what they got in the United States. 
because uh, it, it it's it's not about to take over the world. It might be disappearing from American consciousness. Right. You see old Jerry Jones, he and his players, they knelt down to show concern for equality and goodness in the American way. Then they stood up and linked arms for the anthem, mm. having it both ways and all ways, and that's fine. Then they played football, for God's sake. Well, one of the keys is, what are the ratings going to be this weekend? Because it all comes down to eyeballs and, and, and advertising revenue. That's why it exists, you realize. Right. Nobody actually cares what town can cobble together the best behemoths. <laughs> It's well, not the people in those towns care. It, 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 for entertainment, but it's not like important to the not functioning as much of America. for behemoth cobblers as there used to be. <laughs> well, that's the point. <laughs> this is Gilligan's Island, that's also right. a protectorate. That's right. They get to vote, but not pay taxes, which to me is backward. Tax them heavily. <laughs> Stay tuned. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Just in time for fall, Levi's has a new jean jacket out with a smart sleeve for $350. We'll tell you about that. A smart sleeve? Yes. They have a collection of reviews on Megyn Kelly's uh, new show, which uh, uh, nobody seems to like or understand. Boy, could she have two failures in a, in a, in a span of like wow. six months, having been paid $100 million? <laughs> yeah, so I was confused by that nighttime show. Was that just a placekeeper or... Had that been intended to be like a permanent Sunday night thing? I think that was supposed to be the big, the big thing, yep. right? Oh, really? Yeah, that oh, was going to take down 60 Minutes. Oh, boy. Lasted like three episodes. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the anthem protests and the president's tweets continue with Trump this morning tweeting, ratings for NFL football are way down except before the game starts when people tune in to see whether or not our country will be disrespected. Sean? All right, Lisa, as they take a knee collectively, boos can be heard from this sellout crowd in Arizona. The booing at the NFL game last night, Trump tweets, when the entire Dallas team dropped to its knees was the loudest I've ever heard. Great anger. And then the president adding in a third tweet, but while Dallas dropped to its knees as a team, they all stood up for our national anthem. Big progress being made. We all love our country. Those were the trio of tweets. What do you think about the theory that what Trump does is he sets up A, B, you know, right or wrong. He sets up these disagreements, then loudly chooses the one he knows his base is on and rallies them thereby. Well, on this one, it's not just the base. It's two thirds of America. Right. Now, when he started calling them sons of bitches and stuff like that, I don't know. What the, what the polling will be on that. But just on the idea of kneeling for the anthem, he, he's way on the right side of that one politically. What about the fact that there were six guys who knelt for the anthem prior to his speech, and then there were hundreds afterward? He's fine with that. Well, I know he's fine with it, but what does that say about what's actually happening? Oh, yeah. Well, well like we said yesterday, it's now become a you're kneeling to show you don't like Trump or standing to show you do like Trump. That's or kneeling with solidarity for other guys' right to kneel or all sorts of stuff. As someone in the entertainment right. business who knows you have to get certain ratings to stay, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep your job, I'll just be interested to see how this whole thing plays out. You got a lot of patriotic people going to football mm-hmm. games, paying the money to, to stand out there in the parking lot for a couple hours beforehand and pay ridiculous prices for parking and beers. 
A lot of patriotic people. And if they say, eh, F it, which I've heard a lot of people say, mm-hmm. um, what's that going to do? Latest Republican plan to repeal Obamacare is effectively dead after Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins said she's going to vote against it. She says she's worried the GOP plan will allow states to diminish protections for people with pre-existing conditions like asthma or cancer. It would have changed the program in a way that would have put health care at risk for some of our most vulnerable citizens. Didn't get to this yesterday, but I I, I confirmed with our Obamacare expert, uh, Craig, yesterday, because I heard Lindsey Graham and the other guy he's with. (laughs) Cassidy. It's like being Simon and Garfunkel. (laughs) Um, He's the the big one, and the other guy is Well, Cassidy's the one who did all the work. Lindsey Graham's the the face of it. So, um, but uh, they were talking about it on the Sunday shows, and... This gets messed up a lot, it seems, with the politicians and the media. Right. Okay, pre-existing conditions are covered under under Obamacare, but the way it works is your premiums and the insurance is so expensive, you can't actually, you can't do it. You can't it, use it. You can't use it. You can't go to the doctor. So you don't, in effect, have pre-existing conditions covered because it's way too expensive. You know, you have catastrophic stuff covered, but... And the other thing, and even Fox News, and this has made me give up. I've given up. Usually it only lasts a couple of days. We'll see how long it, it, it lasts. I can't care anymore. Even Fox News, talking about the CBO score, says, uh, you know, states will lose X hundred million dollars in the benefit. You know, X million people will lose their insurance. Compared to what? The present law. At least Fox said the present law, which is a fantasy, which was wildly unsustainable the moment it was passed and has only gotten worse. So it's 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 really it doesn't compare to my plan that, honey, let's go to Hawaii for a week every month. Well, A, we can't afford it. B, you'd lose your job. Well, what's your plan? I don't know. Why don't we go to the mountains once every six months? We've lost 12 trips to Hawaii a year. The CBO has scored your plan, <laughs> and we have lost a dozen trips to Hawaii. It's a fantasy. How do you compare something against a unicorn? By the way, these these various iterations right. And of, then find it lacking. These various iterations of repeal and replace Obamacare have gotten watered down so much over time, they still argue about them, and the media treats them like they're right. a big deal. But as Craig pointed out to me yesterday... The original repeal and replace, which he was, remember he said, um, this moves the ball like five yards back down the field from socialism. <laughs> it's all it, it does. It's like the best we'll get. And and that yeah. one didn't make it. That eliminated 21 of the 22 taxes in Obamacare. This new one, having gone through several others, keeps 21 of the 22 taxes within Obamacare. So we're practically back to just... Obamacare stays minus just this much, just hardly anything. And they can't get 50 votes. So so that they can claim that they did something, and you still can't get 50 votes. Right. Why you should not charge your mobile phone overnight. You really shouldn't overcharge your mobile phone because they contain lithium-ion batteries. It's a type of battery that charges faster than your traditional rechargeables. So when you leave it plugged in while you snooze, Turns out that's a bad plan because the battery inside your phone is doomed from the start. It's constantly losing its ability to hold a full charge. We've noticed. The capacity of the batteries diminishes slightly every time you charge it. And if you leave your phone plugged in overnight, 
you're speeding up the degradation of the battery even faster because you're overcharging it every night. Well, I think almost everybody does that. Yep. So, But so what's the other plan? Yeah, counterpoint, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah, fine. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no to kidding. You, Marshall. Which is what I will do, even with this information, because I can't imagine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got it. I will charge it during the day and then use it while I sleep. Wait, no. Am <laughs> I supposed to just like hell? stare at the bar what while it's that? plugged into the wall? Charge, charge what, the, the, the second it gets to 100%, yeah. unplug that I'm, bad boy. Yeah, oh, it's fecal matters on my phone, Marshall. <laughs> Boom! I, I, I don't get much sleep lately because I have to stay up till like 1.30 in the morning, and as soon as it hits 100%, I, I unplug it and then go to sleep. God, you look terrible, but your battery hasn't been degraded. Uh, my guess Boom! This will, this News you can use. It this, should not be. It should not not be dissed. Uh, th- this this will be yes. my guess is this will be uh, taken care of some point with a software update where somehow it will know when Good your idea. phone is fully yeah. charged Great and it will disconnect go. from the power. Great there. one. So counterpoint, I, everybody keep doing. Good it. One. I have a little transformer on some gear I use in my real life that charges until it's fully charged yeah. and it cuts off the uh, mm. the voltage or the ohmerage or the wattage or something. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like an easy fix for for people who know how to do things like that. <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah, that's interesting and depressing, but nobody's going to change their their activities based on that news. So there you go. Go um, back to your coffee stories. Boo! <laughs> oh, by the way, I got a coffee story coming oh, up here no. this morning. Oh. You will not Boo! believe. Hall of Fame coffee story. <laughs> this one is great. <laughs> so what did you say you got from you wanted to hang on? You want good Did play? Joe overreact? <laughs> Yes. A brand new feature at Shut Up! I'll come in there! I'll rip out your tongue and shove it up your nose! Wow, that's interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is not acceptable behavior because people look up to the NFL. And you can group together and show unity all you want, but just because there is unity on this topic doesn't make it right. This was started by Colin Kaepernick. He was the architect of this on racial inequality. And that was under a two-term black president with a you know white adopted parents uh, under two black attorney generals with this uh, NFL force that is 70% black, making 30 times what their average white constituent viewer makes. Where's the inequality? I mean, what is the desired end result of this? And if it's to, devi- I mean, this is a divisive argument. This is not. This is not something that's going to bring the country together. Never bet against patriotism. President Trump is on the right side of this one. He's going to come out on top as he usually does. We should have talked, Sean. Sorry, that's not the clip. The guy was talking about you're spitting on the flag. You're spitting on the people who fought and died for the flag. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, when you do that. It's disgusting. He's a former Green Beret talking about uh, when people don't salute the flag. Yeah. Okay. So he said, and he lost 12 guys in the Middle East, Marines. And he considers the anthem and the flag about them and that you're spitting on it if you don't do their thing. Okay. Really interesting piece in the uh, Atlantic. There are several of these floating around from various uh, people pointing out that uh, you're Collins Kaepernick, you're LeBron James. Whether they're right or wrong, they appear to be sincere. And if they're if they believe there are unjust killings, what they are doing is redressing their grievance against the government that the government is failing to secure the rights of Americans, in particularly fail in particular failing to protect their lives and liberty and their pursuit of happiness. They're kneeling in an effort to defend the very core of the Declaration of Independence. They are indeed uh, putting at risk their, their uh, what was the phrase? I thought I had it highlighted. 
um, from the Declaration of Independence, um, their their fortunes, their lives and their fortunes. They're risking them to do what they think is right. It's right out of patriotism. It's not anti-patriotism. I can understand that argument completely. Right. What could be more American than that? A peaceful protest to try to... To draw attention to something you think that would make the country better. Right, right. I think it's a bad move dollars wise. <clears throat> and I don't and think it's annoying going, as a viewer. I don't think it's going to win the day right. in terms of viewership. And uh, now, uh, in that context of an incredibly uh, wide range of ways to see this, uh, there is my uh, statement that I'm kind of through with the NFL, which I've been talking about for a while. I have mentioned that my team is sucky uh, and boring. I've mentioned that there are too many criminals in the league, and I can't root for a guy who's beaten his wife. Um, and now, divisive politics are on display when I'm trying to relax and watch a football game. For those reasons, I have decided I'm kind of through with the NFL. I might be able to overlook all those if they'd stop reviewing every other play for 15 minutes. That's what drove oh, me yeah. out. There's that, too. And I mentioned I zapped through the Chiefs game because I like Alex Smith, and a good buddy of mine's a Chiefs fan, and so we talk about it. Well, that's it. So that's my current stance of the NFL. We've talked about a fair amount lately. I get this from Faggity Adam. You're done with the NFL over this, Joe. Really? So you're equating yourself to those mouth breathers on social media burning all their favorite team's gear? I've been listening since college, and I can say, and uh, that's uh, 15 years or so as far as I can tell, and I can say with complete certainty that you are currently the most one-dimensional you've ever been. This is a complex issue that requires complex and nuanced discussion. You've lumped yourself in with the mindless lefties who despise everything Trump says and the righties who thoughtlessly subscribe to Fox News and Breitbart nonsense. This isn't why I've listened to A&G loyally for the better part of two decades. Yeah! The easy, lazy, him. the easy, lazy response would be to say I'm done with A&G, but unlike you, I'm willing to hear out and hope nice. to better understand your perspective. I would personally find it interesting to hear you try and dig into the reasons why players began sitting kneeling in the first place. Talk about Michael Bennett's story, for example. If he were your son, I'm guessing your perspective would be slightly different. I gotta must say that easy and lazy does scratch me where I itch. I like the sound of easy and lazy. Putting aside uh, the weeks we spent, weeks talking about why Colin Kaepernick was doing what he was doing and defending his right to do that, Adam went ahead and dashed off that note. I responded, Adam, you've won the condescending, ill-informed email of the month contest. Is this where we're supposed to? Is this where we're supposed to jump in with whether or not you overreacted? Yeah. I mean, I'm not done. I'm already in the overreact. No, 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 no. (laughs) You don't get a vote because I knew you were so predictable. You, you are, you are lumping yourself in with the mindless lefties who think I overreact. Special points for mischaracterizing and grossly oversimplifying my thoughts. A real achievement in snide hubris. And again, really world-class condescension. Have you found that helps convince people in real life? If I ever need a lecture from someone who has heard a fraction of what I said, but has 100% confidence, I'll know where to come. Signed me. Best wishes, Adam. And congratulations. (laughs) God, I love hitting send when you're angry. I love social media. Oh, please. What? Please. Kiss my ass, dude. <laughs> Unlike you. I love any time that works its way into yeah. an argument. I just, oh, I just can't stuff. ever react to any of those people. It just never does me any good. I just... Oh, my God. There is, I wonder if somebody could design some software that would, like, keep that stuff in a special folder. Read this when you're calm and sober or something yeah. like that. 
Yeah, or it would jump in and say, naturally, you know, a robot voice, this email is too mean and sarcastic. You don't mean this. Yeah, I guess you're right, computer. Um, I should tone it down. Mad Dog Mattis on the kneeling thing. Pretty funny. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.